0: What is up guys, you're tuning in to this Okiru podcast, I'm your co-host Jasper and we thank you so much for spending this time with us, we hope you enjoy this episode, make sure to follow us on our socials at Okiru on Instagram, Okiru on Facebook, Okiru on YouTube and also Okiru on major platforms such as Spotify and Apple Music, thank you so much for spending this time with us, we hope you enjoy. Okay. All right, man. Like Josh Gullibao, we have him on the podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time. We really appreciate it. How's your weekend been, man?
1: Uh, It's been good, man. It's been uh, actually uh, really, really quite eventful. So, uh, yeah. uh, Hopefully, we speak about it on this podcast. But yeah, it's been quite quite eventful, man.
0: Well, what what have you been up to this weekend? Because we've been, we had a big weekend too. Like we just came out of a Filipino pop up and it was just like amazing to just be a part of that Filipino community.
1: Yeah, that's cool, man. That's
0: yeah. cool. Where was that at? Where was it? I was at a migrant coffee in a small cafe in Footscray. So I was like cool, just getting all these Filipinos crowding the area, crowding the streets. So I was, it was mad to have.
1: That's sick. That's so. That's so cool. It's mm. so so all like you? small
2: businesses and stuff yeah. like that, right? Like small yeah. businesses coming together just to support each other.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, cool, exactly. man. Honestly, mm-hmm. that's that's sick. That's yeah, you love to see that sort of stuff. Yeah, definitely. Exactly.
0: That's how Filipinos are. It's part of that community, right? One
1: hundred percent. One hundred percent.
0: So tell us about your big weekend. You sound so super excited <laughs> to share it. We'd love to hear it, man.
1: So the reason why I'm all for the people that are that are listening in, that are gonna watch the video to this. But uh, I, I just finished. Uh, so like it's Sunday. It's Sunday uh, morning. They had the UFC London card. Me and my brothers didn't watch it because we were gonna catch up. So we all live apart from each other. So we hardly ever get to see each other. So we planned to like, oh, let's catch up. We watch the UFC together, cook some food, blah blah blah. But yeah, we didn't watch the UFC London because it was in the morning. So we we avoid jumping on social media. We jumped. We avoided. Yeah, like jump, like anybody talking about anything or seeing anything. So we just avoided it all. So we didn't know what the results were. And uh, yeah, we just finished watching the UFC London card, which was uh A pretty epic card it's a pretty crazy atmosphere watching that and then um for some reason because during the week i sent um i sent a a video in to my brothers like me and my brothers got a group chat Mm. and i sent a video in of like the ufc fighters doing this tortilla challenge so (laughs) so the people that don't know what the tortilla challenge is is basically um you guys put a a mouthful of water in your mouth and uh um you guys both grab a tortilla and you guys do the series paper rock person that loses gets slapped by it's atelier. so <laughs> <laughs> So uh, that was basically it. And uh, yeah, so there's so much water spat all over the place. <laughs> uh, uh, Man, like, but we we weren't even playing when we got a chance to hit each other. We used to to even my brother wasn't even like doing it like on a a single fold. He was like folding it over so it'd be like sturdier, so it'd like hit you like a punch. (laughs) Now, damn, Uh, yeah, man.
0: Did you get did you get all the wins or did you get all the water in your face? No, no. no.
1: So like, it doesn't matter about getting the slap. It's more about like if you spat the water out. So like, I, I was I was winning in 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 terms of I was. Slapping both my brothers, <laughs> but I was losing because I was constantly spitting out the water because it was so funny me smacking the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Man, it's uh, funny, yes. that's so
0: funny, man. <laughs> I think, like, me and my missus were talking about it. It's like, if we do this tortilla challenge, I'm gonna make her cry because she probably won't handle the slap. She'd be like, Oh, you'll probably slap me too soft, and I'm you... you to go harder, and then she'll, she'll probably cry a little too hard. So, either way, you yeah. lose. Just don't play the i I've got the games. L, man. I've got the L. <laughs> oh, man. Um So, like, you watched the UFC today? How was it? What was the feelings going inside you? Were you eager to get back in the ring, or were you just excited to support like all the the fighters out there
1: on on this last UFC card? Yeah.
0: yeah,
1: man, it's just exciting to watch it. You know, like at the end of the day, people forget that like you know I'm also I'm also a fan of the UFC. I'm not yeah. just a I'm not just an athlete for the UFC. I'm a uh, i you know I I was I've been watching this since you know, since I was 15 years old, 14 years old. So I've, I've been like a, a big fan of the UFC for, yeah. for a long time. And yeah, people forget that also, like now that I'm in the UFC, that they forget <laughs> that I'm also a fan of, of the UFC. So yeah, it was just good yeah. to, you know, to watch those those cards. And, you know, it's exciting. It's entertainment. So it's, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. That's, awesome, That's
3: awesome. Sounds like it's a great chance to, to catch up with your brothers as well, <laughs> your siblings, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, always uh, like, yeah, me, me, me and my brothers, we love, we love fights. We, uh, we always grew up in a household of, uh,
3: of so-called
1: martial arts, but more so violence. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Brother, brother, love but they're called violence. So yeah, it was, it, it's always good to catch up with them. You know, hardly ever get to see them obviously because of, you know, everyone's got their own lives and, and it's, yeah know i've got my own life my brother's got their own lives they got kids you know so it's like it's it's hard to catch up so when we do catch up we always you know obviously make the most of it
2: mm.
3: yeah definitely how about the rest of your family like what's the relationship between and then you being in the ufc these days everyone's like oh no don't hurt me josh <laughs> <laughs> uh, to
1: be honest I, i've never had a i never had any immediate family I, i've never like grew up with any immediate family all my immediate family that i have is back in the fields and i only used to go there you know once every year. Yeah. So it was only for like a two two week stint. Yeah. So I know I, ne- I was never really close with the immediate family, but the family that I have here, my brothers, you know, they're like they they uh as much as they're my brothers, they're also like, you know, my my closest friends, my best friends. So we have that sort of relationship. Obviously it was different when we were growing up, you know. We obviously, you know, had our had our moments where we didn't really didn't see eye to eye. And uh, <laughs> yeah, like as as queers do, you know, they always pick on the bunsa. So you know it goes down uh the, the level of hierarchy: the oldest, the youngest. Yeah. One beats the shit out of the other. The other beats the shit out of the, <laughs> out of the youngest. Beats all the bullshit at the end. So yeah, Where are I, are
2: was, the younger. I go, was the youngest. There you go. I, go, I, go, was, go, I go. was the
1: bunso So it explains it explains why I decided to, to be the one out of all of them to 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 do fighting as a as a career choice to be able to protect myself.
2: <laughs> That's what I was actually curious about: whether like your other brothers do train as well, or mm. is it um, just just so- you?
1: well i'm the one that sort of took it to the next level but yeah my um my queer justin who's the second eldest he he actually was the one that started in taekwondo and ended up forcing me and the second youngest joseph um to 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 both do uh taekwondo and then that's sort of how it started the the martial arts journey and then yeah so my, my my queer justin used to do taekwondo and then me and joseph did uh mma for a little bit we did it for like you know a good four, five, four, five solid years, and then, yeah, my my brother decided to have the family life. So yeah, he's he's mm. living the family life at the moment.
2: How was that like uh, growing up? Like with you guys all like learning different martial arts and uh, different disciplines? Was there ever like, oh, I'm hey, my 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 discipline's better than yours? Like let's <laughs> <bad> <laughs> It was
1: it was never like that. It was um, more so like when I, me and me and Joseph were doing uh, taekwondo, we 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 sort of seen like there was not much as much as it was for good for fitness and discipline and, mm. and whatnot, but it was, there was no real practicality for it. So, mm. and, and we sort of thought like, you know, doing these sort of katas and these sort of like patterns and stuff, it wasn't as much as it looked nice. It wasn't applicable to everyday self-defense and, and, and by that stage, by that age, sorry, we, we were, we were both already aware of what Brazilian jiu jitsu was we've seen obviously the early ufcs of hoist gracie um beating up these guys that were like two times the size of him you know built like you know bodybuilders and he was just a skinny skinny dude skinny lanky dude and he was just you know beating these guys up without even throwing a single punch so yeah Mm -hmm. that's how it just evolved yeah that's amazing
0: nice so what was like the mindset transitioning from taekwondo to the different disciplines did you feel any like Oh, I'm good at martial arts, or maybe I can like bring that in here and like be good. Or was it like, oh shit, they just fucked me up so quickly and it just humbled yeah. you?
1: It was that. It was it was a ladder, bro. I definitely felt like I got fucking, I got humbled pretty quickly. <laughs> I, you know, I was a, I was a big kid growing up and I was playing footy, so I was pretty, I was like pretty physical. I was like, a yeah. physical kid, you know. And I thought like, oh, there's this. 50, 55 kilo guy you know 55 kilo adult. I was like 90 something at the time and I'm like I'm gonna smash this dude I'm played footy I attacked big guys you know I'm used to dealing with bigger blokes I'm gonna smash this dude and me 16 at the time thinking that and this this 55 kilo dude ran circles around me and choked me out five times and more probably 10 times in a span of five minutes you know what I mean so and that really put a reality check on me I was like I'm not as tough as I think I am so it was good yeah
0: that's incredible.
3: And that humbling experience, right. It's like an ego check, as you're saying. And, and uh, as I was looking you up, Josh, I saw that you, what made your first UFC fight, but you had to go up a division, right? Weight division. What was that like in terms of, all right, fighting a heavier guy, but also a humbling experience potentially in in, in the big leagues. How did that feel? It's
1: a, it's definitely, you know, it's like, I've never, I, I, at that stage, I had never lost as a, as a professional fighter, so I've never lost professionally, and you know I thought I always thought that uh, I'd go undefeated, you know, just you know fairy tale thinking. I always thought I'd go undefeated, but it was a it was a massive um it was a massive wake up call because I took that fight on short notice. It was upper weight division, and yeah, it it really opened my eyes to a lot of stuff that I should be doing that I wasn't doing. So it yeah it was it was a yeah it was a very humbling experience and really you know an eye opener to to a lot of stuff that I should should have been doing anyway, where I was sort of slacking off. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. And and how about um, training in terms of the discipline? Because I guess as as everyday people, right? We're not fighters, but how do how do everyday people learn that fighter mentality, the killer mm-hmm. mentality as well? Because it's that edge that helps you, it's that edge that helps you achieve and and perform and, and be your best.
1: And I feel like it- Everyone, everyone, I feel like a lot of people idolize fighters because we go into the cage and, you know, we fight, um, we, we fight against somebody else that's been preparing to fight us as well. Mm. But mm. I've just realized it's the same with anybody it doesn't have to be meaning that I'm getting ready to fight in a cage, but people battle a lot of different things in their life, you know, whether it's, you know, a relationship with their family, whether it's, you know, financially, a lot of people deal with a lot of a lot of shit and a lot of fighting their own battles um you know and and that really goes unseen where you know i obviously get idolized because i'm getting ready and prepared and i'm pushing the limits to fight and fight someone in a cage but people that deal with everyday problems you know that's that's a that's a full-on thing and i've i've I, i sort of felt like that when i didn't have any fights um books because yeah like my my problems were always in front of me i felt like i was always fighting some sort of problems mm. whether it was again like in a in a relationship whether it was family or whether it was like financially there was always something that i was battling but like when i had my mind focused on a on a fight like all that sort of subsided i was just focusing on the fight but then i, I then again i realized that like every day people are going through the same battles like mm. but it's not idolized like how i am when i'm mm. fighting yeah. mm-hmm.
2: definitely
0: definitely
3: beautiful perspective so what does mental health mean for you then Massive, man!
1: It's massive. Uh, I actually went through like a bit of a slump uh, during during lockdown. I feel like a lot of people did because obviously, you know, my sport is is my mixed martial arts, and I, mm. I'm meant to be in the gym training every day and being, you know, like I said, getting ready to prepare for a fight. And then it gave me a massive, uh, again, another eye opener where it was like, what is uh, Josh Cool about without? without fighting who am I who do I identify as and who am I to, as a person without me being the fighter that I am what I, what I love to do every day who am I like so it was a lot of uh, yeah definitely uh an eye-opening humbling what else uh, like just put a lot of things into perspective that like you know at the end of the day I'm not just Joshua cool about mm. the, the fighter you know I'm also Joshua cool the brother you know the partner you know mm, yeah. to a lot of people so it was yeah it was a, it was a massive eye mm. but because I, I did find i did feel like i identified with fighting a bit too much and then mm. couldn't do what i wanted to do it kind of put things into perspective like what what would have happened if i was to just stop fighting right now like mm. who would i yeah. who would i be or who would i identify as like you know what i mean like mm. that was my <clears throat> that was my image my image was like oh josh cool everyone all my mates who ever <clears throat> would speak to me, they'd be like, oh, Josh, what's happened? Like, they haven't seen me, like, oh, when's your next fight? Or like, yeah. you know, they, they talk about something to do with, with fighting. And mm-hmm. imagine if that was me without having anything to do with about fighting. Like, who would mm-hmm. I be? So, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. And then this was during lockdown and because obviously lockdown, there was nothing open. I couldn't fight. And it was, yeah, it was, a, it was definitely a tough time. Not only for me, but obviously for a lot of people.
0: <clears throat> Have you always, you know, thought about, being introspective in that way or was it just in that time specifically that you
1: just started to think who you yeah, were i'm i'm just to be honest i'm just going through life i'm not a i'm not i don't think too deep into that stuff yeah. but then like when it's so obviously when it's when it hits you and you, you sort of have to like take a step back and realize that like you know i'm not a kid anymore i have to sort mm. of you know i'm not i'm not the teenager <laughs> that i think that i am you know yeah uh yeah and you start to you start to look at things di- differently and uh yeah like i I'd never to be honest i now to be honest i would never be like yeah into that like thinking too deep into that sort of yeah. stuff but when it yeah just it just hit me and then i just sort of you know had time to think about what what i would be <laughs> like you know, so yeah yeah
0: definitely so how do you switch up from preparing for a flight and then say after the flight's done how do you switch up from the fighter to the brother to the partner to the friend, what do you do? What's that? What's that like?
1: Yeah, see, that's the that's the the, the, the that's the really the really like what people don't see. They they only see mm. the fight, and you're like, oh yes, he won. He must be so happy. He must be this yeah. and that. And uh, it's like it like uh, especially during this the, the last fight that I had, it was like on such a big card i had mm. so, so much things going for me going against me in going into mm. that fight i had a lot of pressure going into that fight and um uh yeah and to, and to pull it through and and get get the result that i wanted in the fashion that i did it it was um you know like everyone expects me to be like mm. so happy and over the moon but yeah. to me it was uh it wasn't enough like it felt like it wasn't mm. enough like onto the next thing and it, that's what sort of brings me back down like as, as quickly as i go up and feel like yes i'm on top of the world <laughs> you know the next day when i have to realize they like oh shit this isn't over you got to go back yeah. to him you got to go back to this you got you know it's it's like what's next it's like it's mm. not it's, it's that's what really humbles me is that i know that the the job isn't fully done as much as it, yeah. it was a good a good performance or
3: whatever it was mm. the job done yet so yeah the um, fighter is <laughs> quite important, though, because you're right, you do get idolised and envied and, and put on a pedestal. But what, what I see is you're representing like a third culture. So Australia, I see you with the Filipino flag on and being an Australian-born Filipino, like the other two boys are here, Jasper and Gerald and, and myself, coming from an Australian-Vietnamese background, right? But, but what does it mean to you to wear those two flags on the world stage and, and representing mm. your, your queers and your athletes. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: is massive. And it's a, uh, it's a, um, it's a happy pressure that I'm willing to have on my back. You know what I mean? I'm, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, a pressure that I accept because it's, it's such a, it's an honor to accept that sort mm. of pressure because, you know, my, my parents came, came from the Philippines, which was, which a, a lot of Southeast Asian countries would know that it's like, you know it's hard it's a it's a hard hard really hard thing to do especially when you're coming from nothing to to be able to bring you know start a life over here and you know build a family over here that it's a it's no no easy task to do that Mm -hmm. and um you know for my parents to do that to give me the opportunity to 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 for me to you know who knows what i would have wanted to do but to to give me a, a chance to to do what i wanted to do like it there was no just the opportunity to live here you know i mean that that's that's big enough as it is like for them to give me the the chance to grow up in australia is enough already as like that i want to be proud to be filipino because it showed the struggles that my parents had to go through you know and to bring us here as much as i am australian i'm proud to be filipino because i understand what my mom had to do to help us grow to help us live here you know my, my my mom and my dad to 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 help us me and my brothers to grow up here and, and, you know, gave us an opportunity to live whatever life we wanted to choose, you know, Mm. back home. Imagine if, if, you know, there's only a a few ways to to really make money back there and, and, you know, for them to even just bring us here and, you know, the quality of life here and, Mm. you know, the education and just everything here is, is, you know, obviously (laughs) one of the best in the world, if anything, uh, you know, just them, Coming from Philippines and then, um, yeah, raising raising me here gave me that sort of pride to be like to represent the Philippines because it's yeah like it's that's their that's their that's what they were where they were born and that's where they you know they're Mm. proud of being Filipino to come to australia to raise a family but i am still also proud being a part of that coming from that you know what i mean so that's a it's a thing that I, I i i carry gladly on my back to represent and like be able to show other filipinos whether it's in australia or whether it's in the philippines like that mm. if you if you really want something and you, you go out and chase it you know like you you go out and do it regardless of no excuses so. yeah,
0: <clears throat> yeah. You mentioned in one of your podcasts that your your dad said to you something like, "He wants your name to the family name to be left leave a mark on the world." What's that like?
1: To to do that? Man, it's massive because uh, he's he I, I, <clears throat> Yeah, it's, it's, it's a big thing. Uh, imagine if your dad said that to you, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, oh, I want you to, to leave our last name a, yeah. a nice lasting uh, name, you know, behind. And, you know, when people say that name, there's nothing but good things said about it. So it's like, mm. the, I feel it's, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a nice thing to live by, to have that.
2: Mm.
0: Mm. Does it push you further in your fighting? And, you know, is it when you get in the rings like, I have to leave that mark and this is the way to do it through that that
1: nah i I feel like this this is where me and a lot of fighters separate is Mm. where i feel a lot of fighters go in there and they have like an external they have an external reason to win like oh i'm doing it for this person because this person has cancer i'm doing it for my my mom or i'm doing this when, when I go in there, it's, it's, it's not, it's a, it's a pure selfish thing. And I'm going to say it. it's, mm. selfish things. I do it because I love doing, I love fighting. I love competing. I love fighting against guys that, you know, are at the highest level. That's, that's what I love. And it has nothing to do with anyone else. It it's literally, <laughs> all me because it's, it's strange. You can say all the stuff like, oh, I'm doing it for this person. You can say all mm. the right reasons you say you're doing it for, but when, when it comes, push comes to shove and you're on the grindstone and you know, it's, it's do or die you're doing it because mm. of you and if you're not doing it because of you then you're, you're gonna have yourself an out you know it gives you a reason to not to not pull through yes. when you should pull through you know what i mean yes. P- people people always try and 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 make it try to make it bigger than themselves but it's mm. at the end of the day it's not bigger than themselves like <laughs> you either do it because you love it or you do it mm. and find find a way out when when, when shit gets tough so mm-hmm. yeah like I'm I'm not afraid to say that I I, I yeah. do it because I love I love competing. And it's not not mm, nothing yeah. to do with and, and and all the plus plus sides of things of like yes, I leave my last thing, uh my last thing, last last name, or yes, I, I gain this many people to follow me, or yes, I I've gained you know some notoriety. Yes, I won some money from mm. this fight. at The end of the day, I love doing this because I love competing, I love fighting. That's it. Yeah.
0: That's beautiful. I think there's always that negative connotation with being selfish but the truth is in a way all the things that we're doing it's for us at the end of the day right and yes. it's it's beautiful that you're you're brutally honest about that and i think we we should normalize being a bit more selfish about ourselves because at the end of the day, we can only take care of ourselves, right? Exactly. And then, by taking care of ourselves, we can help others. That's that. I was actually that's, that's beautiful you saying. Yeah,
1: that. I was actually saying this to, to one of my close friends. He's he's also a coach at Ego MMA, and I said, like, he's always gave out energy and always expended energy mm. trying to help people, help people, and he always left him run down. And I said to yeah. him, man, how do you expect to help these people when you're the one that's run down? Like, focus mm-hmm. on yourself when you're the best you the best you is going to be the best for everyone like if you're the Mm. best version of yourself help everyone else like instead of you draining instead of you bringing yourself down and draining yourself and trying to help everyone else Mm. on you and then the it it just comes full circle when you focus on yourself the energy that you you vibrate the energy that you give out that you know it it reciprocates and then that helps everyone Mm. else that makes sense like I'm yeah. yeah, I'm I'm not too much of a spiritual person, but you know, that's what it what it feels like when, when you you give yourself a chance, you know what I mean? Yeah. second. Exactly. I'll yeah. turn on this slide. Let's get a bit dark. And if anything, this is this is one of the one of my queers that I slapped in the face.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like we added a feel? <laughs> Another
1: brother that I was also slapped oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. yeah As you can tell, they, they both look like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: hey you say you're not a spiritual person but i i can see you're full of life full of energy and and it feels like you're fully connected right um so how do you help others how do you get involved in the community do you get involved and and help other filipinos rise up what do you mean by like you I i feel connected
1: what do you mean by that bro (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. Okay, it's
3: just your energy from all the way here in melbourne right like so excitable um you're having a good time and you're just being yourself right and and for a lot of people it's just like wearing a mask the whole time man i've always i've always wanted
1: this it was, this is actually one of the things that um i want to be remembered as so if like you know my kids if they ever decide to check me out when i'm when i'm you know old and have been has been and you know they're a bit older. <laughs> what's going on i want them to be able to look at me and see that no matter whatever i've been through whatever i've gone through in life the ups the the Mm -hmm. down you know anything that's happened in my life i want them to see me and be like he at the end of the day he was always himself he wasn't trying to put on a front he wasn't trying to be this type of guy who he wasn't this type of guy i want them to be like you know he was him from the day dot nothing changed who he was whether it was bad whether it was good he he was him that was it Mm -hmm. And that's, I feel like that's a really, really underlooked, especially in this day, this day and age where, where it is so easy to put on a front and say who you are Mm -hmm. on the internet, who you are like, like, I feel like every day now at this day and age that everyone's, I feel like is like trying to do an interview and they're trying to be the best version of themselves. It's like you know at the end of the day that's not you You be yourself like i don't know what it is but uh, it's uh yeah like that's one of the things i do want to leave behind Mm. in 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 people saying the last name is that when people say that last name this is one of the things one of the Mm. aspects i want them to look at is that like no matter whatever happened he was himself and i feel like that's a a huge thing that's always made me feel like I don't have to put on a front. You, you either like me or you don't like me. Like, that's, on, that's up to you. It's not on me. I'm going to be me regardless whether you like me or not. Like, so especially now that I've, I'm have i sort of getting more attention due to the fights that I'm getting, but at the end of the day, I'm still going to be the, the same kid, the same fat Filipino kid that grew up wanting to do this for. So it doesn't matter whatever yeah. anybody says. So I'm
2: actually curious from what you just said then, like at the end of um, you, what was it like? For you as a kid what were you like was it like fighting man. was always the dream or <laughs> no, were you a shy no, kid or
1: no way it was never the dream it was look vi- sorry combat sports was always a part of a part <laughs> of the household but it was never a thing that I thought I would actually chase um <clears throat> man yeah it was just the I just so so happened to stumble upon it and uh you know I felt like Again talking about identity, I felt like this was my identity this was my this was what I could associate with and, and what I enjoyed you know like deep down and like this is something that I really enjoyed it wasn't something that I was doing just to say that I was doing it it yeah. was something that I genuinely enjoyed and I felt like it was a massive benefit for my life and yeah that's that's basically it so um, it, me growing up, I was a piece of shit kid you know what I mean <laughs> A bit of an outcome growing up, but then I, I sort of like high school and I realized, like, man, like, can't be doing this anymore. I can't be, you know, being, being that being that kid. You know what I mean? So, and I need that, like, especially when you're you're a big fat Filipino kid, you know, kind of just, just some cuddly cuddly brown kid, you know, smiley happy, but yeah, I couldn't keep keep being a, a dickhead in high school. So I was like, I got to change that up and and realize who I really was. You know, instead of trying to again put on a front. Mm.
2: We you getting into a lot of fights as a kid, like in high school and primary school and stuff like that? Or?
1: <laughs> um, no, to be honest, during primary school, like I said, I was, I was like from the, from that probably like kindergarten all the way to like eight, seven, year eight, I was fucking a rat bag, man. I was a proper rat bag. Like, <laughs> But then, and then the only thing that really, really, that really changed me was like seeing my brother, Joseph, the one that was just in there, he <laughs> was like next level. Like I thought I was bad. And then he just, like, doubled me up. And then I just like, there's no point in me trying to be like that or anything. Like, you know, and yeah. I go, that's not me anyway. So I was like, he just sort of was, like, a real badass too. And I was just like, you know, what? <laughs> you, can, you can have that. I'm not competing for being a badass anymore. You you, you can have it, bro. So that's, yeah. that was it.
0: Um. So what was it like, you know, you said you, you were an electrician before and then you were fighting in between that – and then you decide to go full time into fighting. What was that transition like? What did it take to make that decision? Look, I'm gonna finally take this seriously and go full time in this.
1: Um, well, the the getting signed to the UFC was the the, the main, you know, the main the main reason for me to to, to take this serious and and, and yeah. you know, I only get one shot at this and that's how I was treating it. So yeah, I was Ooh. I was fighting on the local circuit at being an electrician working 40 hour weeks you know it's obviously hard as a tradie you know a lot of hard work every day and then at the end of the day still going to training and and training so and getting preparing for fights and dieting and whatnot um but yeah getting signed to the UFC was was um was was the reason for me um yeah me for me going full-time because I knew that you know I had to treat this this opportunity as a as a once in a lifetime thing. And this was a a chance for me to, to really achieve the goals that I've set out.
3: How did it feel putting pen to paper and and putting your name, the people of our name on on that contract? (laughs) Man, it felt,
1: it didn't feel real to be honest. It felt everything happened so quickly. It was a short notice fight. So I got that fight on 10 days notice. I signed the contract 10 days out and I had, you know, like 12 kilos to lose in those 10 days and i'm not for that fight you know and it was everything just happened so quickly and and yeah it was a, it was just full on it just everything happened so quick i was part of the ufc the ufc fight media all this stuff all you know seeing other ufc fighters that i i used Mm. to watch on tv as well and and yeah it just all happened so quickly and 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 then it was over just like that so it didn't even really sink in until i actually had my second Mm. fight so
2: yeah
0: How do you prepare for your fights? Is it like, um, what kind of research do you do on your, the, your opponents to help, you know, make sure that you're fully ready when you get inside the ring? Um, man, uh, I,
1: I don't do too much research on my opponents because, uh, I feel like I'll, I'll go over the top with it. I, so I, I I sort of leave that to my coaches and then, yeah, Yeah. it's just uh, it's just basically just hard work, you know? Um, obviously there's, there's there goes some game game planning and, and strategy side to things. Um, uh, but yeah, other than that, it's man, it's just hard work. It is mm. a daily, daily grind. It's just one of those things you wake up in the morning and you just like, you know, throw the blanket off you and you just realize like, Fuck, the alarms going off. You're just like, man, I really don't want to do this. But Then you just like, you go and get it done. So yeah. yeah, it's, 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 you know, preparing for these fights is, 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 uh, Yeah, it takes it out of you, man. It definitely takes it out of you, you know, everything, physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, everything, man.
2: (laughs) What's the um, hardest part about being in the fight game?
1: Oh, bro, you're Filipino. It's obviously the eating bib. <laughs> <laughs> you already know. Like you can't m- imagine you going to a a, a function or a filo meeting and you're standing there and you watching all these guys grab pieces of chicken and grabbing rice and canin and bunsy and adobo and you're just sitting there chewing on yeah. chewing on your on your on your salad, drinking water. Not everyone else is having beers, as well Come on. Uh, sure. yeah, yeah for sure. I was gonna say like the
2: weight cutting part, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, That's yeah. Very, like hey, I, like I said, I love this I, I don't mind the hard training The hard training is a part of it But then after the hard training I want to go home And I want to be able to eat good mm, yeah. Not yeah. come home and eat, you know <laughs> Leaves I don't want to eat leaves That's right. <laughs> 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 What's your favourite
2: uh, Fili- 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 Filipino dish to eat?
1: Man, there's too many I like ganilling, sinigang, adobo Oof. Man, um, bro, I want to go back to Phil's Just so I can have manganasal again, bro no. Oh man, Well, <laughs> I, I, I eat so much of every. I mean, I eat niggering. I eat niggering, <laughs> I eat niggering. <laughs> Bam, Fried eggs, soy, rice, long, 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 Oh Man, you guys are like <laughs> in mouth Thinking about this I'm <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, me
3: too, man. Oh, uh, When I was, was in the cool. Philippines One of my favourite things was sisig. Those sizzling oh, plates oh, yeah. oh,
1: man. Don't I don't even, Now you're bringing in sisig too, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop.
0: bro with the beer, man
1: Oh, sissing man the beer. Yeah, some Red uh, Horse man. or some, bro Yeah, red horse. some Red Horse <laughs> <laughs> Or San Miguel something, bro Give me some oh, of them <laughs>
0: Oh, man. How do, you so-
3: you know, um, hey. how do you connect with your fans in the Philippines? How do you connect with your fans in the Philippines? Because obviously you're represented, man. Well- man, I basically...
1: It's strange. I've only really got any real traction the last fight uh, mm. from, from the Filipino fans. And, yeah, it's just basically through social media, man. They always hit me up and they've always got, you know, the best things to say. They're always like, Laban Kuya, Laban. <laughs> you know, I get... I get a lot of good a lot of good messages from them too and sometimes like I'm not able to read the Tagalog. so I'm going to be like man I don't understand this shit I got to show it to my, one of my brothers and be like what oh, what they're talking about you know
2: what I mean like I can read
1: bits and pieces but, like, I don't know what they're trying to talk but I know they are all supporting me man and it's a, like I said it's a proud proud thing I get to wear that on my shoulders <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. Look, man, it seems like you're getting so much love and you bring so much love to everyone else, like with your, your vibes, man. I can see it from your big ass smile. Like you just, <laughs> you guys just, just good just, energy. You guys that's are so just awesome.
1: crack-ups, bro. You
0: guys
1: are <laughs> just crack ups. I feel like you guys would be real good guys to, you know, be able to go out. Get a good feed, get some beers, and let's go karaoke. Or something. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's like you guys got a really good vibe about you guys. <laughs> like, yeah, fuck yeah.
0: Hey, man, if you're ever down Melbourne or been in Sydney, we've got to hit it up, Yeah, man. 100%. percent you got
1: to, you, just got to, you just got to catch me out of the fight like <laughs> What do you want me to do? Just sit there and watch you guys
0: sing.
2: Bunch of la saying, bro. much yeah.
0: it's all about resisting that temptation there oh, so
1: that's the toughest right it's not even like fair enough you can do it for one weekend but when it's got to be like eight to ten weeks when you know that you can't like go out it's like and everyone's partying and all your friends are yeah. like come on we'll go get some food we'll get some beer like, man, i can't right yeah.
3: so it's <laughs> yeah that's the, yeah that's <laughs> tough that's the toughest thing. what was your first meal after the fight last time your latest K- fight kfc
1: <laughs> KFC, yeah. KFC, bro. it's a
3: ritual man it
1: is honestly a ritual and that's a that's a given any chance i get my hands on kfc right up the fight man that's the that's always been the ritual even back back amateur days that was that was the go-to KFC. bro we, we cook up we cook up some rice again bro and just have buy a b- bucket of chicken and then just You're have right. doyo with rice and then whatever chicken we have bro oh.
2: it's a life it was- it was always like uh, KFC with rice. <laughs> yeah, people
1: buy yeah, people KFC buy the chips. Rice. People people buy chips and like, why, man? You don't need you
3: the rice at all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: better. Oh man, better man. And then you have the gravy on the rice, like Jollibee oh. style,
1: bro. <laughs> <laughs> have you been back to? Have you been to the fields? They have unlimited gravy whenever you go there. Oh. They're like, yeah, just pour, pump it out. <laughs> <laughs> <Get your gravy. laughs> all right the gravy becomes this about <laughs> 100 talking
2: shit. about uh philippines like um what does it feel like every time you go back what's the what's the feeling like
1: man it's it's, it's it man it that that's a uh one of the things growing up that was like a massive, a massive motivator. That was definitely a massive motivator. Like it was a massive eye opener. Coming, obviously, uh, you know, I'm like, let's. I would say I was about eight or nine, and we'd go back to the Philippines. You know, and from where my, where my fam, where my family is from, is obviously like real, you know, shanty town, run down, you know, proper ghetto, filo mm-hmm. ghetto, mm-hmm. and you know, we're there we got nice clean clothes and we walked the streets and there's like, a, I don't know what you guys, what does it call them? The sewer or the e-log. We call it the e-log. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And in the, in the e-log, it's basically like just fucking disgusting. Mm-hmm. Like it like mm-hmm. just basically it pierced all the rubbish is in this, this damn river. And you'd see, you'd see kids that are like five or six years, six years old, like going down into the yeah, dam and yeah, picking up yeah. plastics to mm-hmm. to recycle to get money so they can eat that day, and me as a nine year old kid coming from Australia seeing five or six year olds do that, it's like, what are they do? I'd ask now, like, what are they doing? You know what I mean? And like, and then my uncle would explain it to me, and I'd be like, fucking hell, and I'm over here complaining about not getting the the the, the latest. Wrestling game or the latest NBA 2K game, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then <laughs> recycling uh, plastics while I'm, uh, you know, complaining about yeah. dumb shit.
2: <laughs>
3: mm. It's the first world problems, isn't it? And I learned about a a concept and it's called the birth lottery. So we don't choose where we're born at all, but I guess all of us, born being born in Australia, it's it's winning the lottery.
1: Yeah, man. And, and
3: having our parents come from. I guess third world countries you can call it and risking it all like my parents were both people and, and my mom went to jail twice trying to escape Vietnam during the war or after the war mm. and and being born here I've got this little book we all share this book it says Australia on it and it lets us travel yeah. bloody nearly every country in the world yeah. like without a visa I know right? mm. bloody beautiful that I guess we're here. We're sitting. We're chatting in in the safety of, I guess, our own homes as well. That's,
1: that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, is that, that that's the reason why I hold I hold being Filipino so proud because it's a it's not an easy feat. And you know, I mm. I, I I know my parents wouldn't 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 not want me to represent the Philippines, even though I yeah. was born here. As much as they would want me to represent Australia, they obviously you know, mm. they are also proud Filipinos and that's where they came from, that struggle, mm. that hard work mentality, you know, and, you know, I feel like they passed that down to us is that hard work mentality. So, yeah, it's definitely, it makes me definitely feel grateful to be where I am, you know, you know, it's mm. not only for me, but yeah. also for my brothers in that. Mm.
3: Yeah. So you're feeling a lot of gratitude, right? How do you, how would you plan to give back? Give back Man. to the people who do I, I, or give back to others without i guess <laughs> expectation
1: yeah it's um well like the one way that i i have been like which was today actually is i i went and um i went and uh did uh reffing i was reffing uh, these amateur mma today yeah. which was like a an amateur mma league where it's a very novice league where there's no like the certain rule set is is basically it's um it's basically just a sparring session with no headshots and it's like uh yeah. for, for newbies for newbies uh to to be able to learn, to, to be able to experience what it is to compete in MMA, you know, in a very mm. safety netted kind of rule set. So that's, that's what I was doing. And, and not only that, like, you know, I teach kids classes as well. And I teach, you know, the mm. guys in a guys lower than me. I teach a lot of, a lot of mm. guys want to be in the sort of same position that I'm in and you know, that's how I feel. like I give back to, to, the people is you know I give them the knowledge that I've learned through the years and Mm. I pass that down yeah
3: you become better once you teach it as well right you're able to articulate the concepts and philosophies yeah I was
1: actually I was actually explaining this to one of the students before is that like he came up to me after class and he goes Josh how do you think about all these techniques and stuff and then it just like it just like it's like a cycle he uh it's like you like learn new things and then you like go full cycle. You're like, oh shit, I learned that one. Oh yeah, I learned that one. Then you go around and you're like, oh, I forgot about this next mm-hmm. technique. And just go like in a full cycle. And not only that is that when they ask me why I'm doing a certain thing, you can't just say, oh, cause it's always been done that way. You you know, there has to yeah. be a reasoning to why you're doing it. And it makes you mm-hmm. think understand the technique on why you're doing it or, you know, what's the reasoning behind it? Cause you, obviously, yeah, like I said, you can't just say, it's been done that way forever. So we're just going to yeah. do it, not question it. So mm-hmm. yeah, So when, when new students ask me, oh, why are we doing this? Why are we doing that? And kind of, you know, you kind of take a seat back and be like, why am I actually doing this? Why am I doing yeah. that? So yeah, it's a definitely, learn, you definitely understand the martial arts a bit better when you, you're on the other end of not just only learning mm-hmm. it from my own coach, but also teaching it to the yeah. other students as
3: well.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: And how about the philosophy of martial arts, right? But being so strong, but also the concept of the warrior in the garden. How does that relate to you? I see the smile on your face as you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's good because I feel.
1: Um, I already said it before. Is that you know it it, it when when I when I first um, first started, I was a big kid, and I thought like, oh, I'm gonna smash this dude, right? it really humbled me and showed me that I'm not as tough as I am that I, that I thought I was, but then also on the other end, you know, being through what I've been through, it also shows you that you're not as fragile as you think you are as well. Mm. And um, yeah, it's a, it's one of those things that like, if you really, really know yourself and know what you're capable of, why do you have to, um, you know, puff up your chest and try to try to prove that you're better than someone, you know, it's like, Mm. That's what I feel that whole, you know, garden, uh, what is it? (laughs) Warrior in a garden. War in a garden. Yeah. A gardener in war. So yeah. It's Mm. like you understand yourself better when you when you know when you go through the you know, the trials that you go through and you understand that, you know, you're not as you're not as tough as you think you are at the beginning. Mm. And then you're not as fragile as you think you are. You don't think, oh, I'm just gonna break, I'm soft, you know, I've got no perseverance, I'm you know, I'm gonna break. Mm. you, you, it shows as well <clears throat> hmm.
3: to lockdown yeah, was a tough time for everybody and as we were isolated it's it's looking within and and not having the distractions and it sounded like you had a tough time as you lost your fight and you lost that ego part of you and then you lost the fighter but how, what have you learned since then and, and how do you pick yourself up time after time hmm. if you're having a shit situation
1: um, and I feel like it's a, for me the best the best way I've always looked at it was like to have a to have a goldfish mindset, where like not a, not so much a, yeah like a goldfish mindset, but also like a a roller coaster mindset where like mm. you know whenever things are going good, you know don't be up here when things are going bad, don't be down here, you know, always stay on that, that level path where like, where yes, something really good happened to me. Don't need to be up here and be, you know, crazy. Or like, where if something bad was happening, I can't be in the dumps and stay here in the dumps. You know, it's mm. always about trying to maintain, like, yes, you're going to have your little dips, but try to like maintain how you really feel. And, mm. you know, and that kind of goes back to the gold, goldfish mindset where like, if something good happens to me, okay, it happened to me, it's good. Yeah. That's in the past. Next, uh-huh. oh shit, so bad happened to me. Oh shit, that's in the past. What's next? Yeah. you know so that's yeah. that's one of the things that, uh, yeah, like I, I learned through my coach, who who is a a very very wise man and a very a guy that I I am looked up to and and you know looked up as a mentor for for a very very long time.
3: Mm-hmm. So what I hear there is just maintaining neutrality in situations as they come and and being <laughs> so present in the moment that you're just open and and not so <clears throat> reactive to a high or not reacting so much to a bottom well, that's, it.
1: that's it it's exactly
3: that because like you know if if you're up
1: here you know it's it's yes i'm the best and then any slight inconvenience uh, you know <laughs> you're down here it, then you know your life's going to be all over the place you know it's best to like have that ma- maintain that like yes anything bad happens to me Okay, it is what it is. It's in the past. Anything good that's happened to me, yes, you can celebrate. Yes, but that's also in the past. Don't dwell on it. Don't be like, yes, that's who I am. I'm the best. You know, that happened to me. <laughs> just keep going. You just keep doing. Keep mm-hmm. riding that roller coaster of being you. You know what I mean? And Just keep going. That's it. Like you can't dwell on all the bad stuff that's happened to you, and you can't also sit on king shit on the throne, thinking that just because mm-hmm. you one good thing that you can sit on that, you know, you can sit on that for the rest of your life. Like it's always about that constant battle and having that uh, mentality of knowing. That there's always something next. There's always something next. There's always something like mm-hmm. kind of, you know, sw- makes me switched on and, and be able to focus, you know. So, yeah, that the the mentality of having that goldfish mentality, but also that roller coaster, person, like yeah, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, it's that roller coaster. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's easier said than yeah. done, though. It's but how do you how do you practice this? How do you yeah do you have any Man, things that you it's, do like meditate it's hard. It is hard
1: because like i was just saying that that with my fight you know there was a lot of things you know a lot of things going on behind the scenes to get ready for that fight and a lot of bad stuff happened like i won't say but a lot of shit was happening during, like before that fight for while i was getting ready for the fight and so not many people know but that 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 fight was actually my last fight on my contract for the ufc so this was my last fight for the UFC, mm, mm, mm. technically okay. it was my last fight for the UFC. Yeah. And I was going in there with one win, one loss, mm. one draw. So it wasn't a very, very good record, you know, mm. for a four fight deal, one win, one draw, one loss. And I knew the guy that I was fighting was very good. And I, I understood that, that he's a really good prospect and I understood mm. what he could what he could do to me, like the amount of damage he could do to me. Mm. And I understood that the pressure of the last contract, I understood that, you know, if I didn't perform or if I didn't win, that could be Josh about the UFC fighter, no more. Mm. Josh Coolbell. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. So there was a lot of pressure on me going into that fight. And I expected I expected to win. Don't get me wrong, I expected that all the good stuff to happen, but I I kind of put the expectation on I put the expectation on feeling a certain way after I fought. And I and cause I didn't mm. get that, I didn't get that feeling again because i didn't like i expected that i'd be up here you Mm. know what i mean feeling oh my god i did everything that i said i was going to do Mm. did it actually did even better than what i thought and because i didn't feel like that it made me feel down here you Mm. know what i mean (laughs) that that's why yeah it that's what that's what it sort of got me down to
2: i'm curious to know like oh yeah sorry go ahead (laughs) No, you can continue. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Don't
0: be shy. Don't shy. Don't shy.
2: Don't shy. <laughs> Don't shy. Don't shy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I was going to ask, like, um, so before the fight, um, there's obviously, like, there's a lot of noise happening around, Um, especially with this fight, you know, it was going to be a challenging one and there's, you know, the odds. People are like, saying, like, you know, this guy's going to be, you know, the the the... The favorite or whatever. Um, What was it like? Did you, like, in terms of uh, before the fight, hearing all, like, do you hear all this noise that's coming at you? Like,
1: of course, I see all that stuff. I see all the comments that they they put down and I see all that stuff, you know. But, you know, what the fuck do they know? Mm. (laughs) What the fuck do they know? They're not the ones in my shoes doing what I have to do, you Mm. know. So I was. As much as there was a lot of bad shit going on, I knew what how much work I put in, and I knew how much you know, time and effort and how many other people put their time and effort into me. So mm. I knew that going into that fight, I was gonna be ready regardless. And it, and mm. whether I was to win or lose, I knew that I gave it, I gave it my all. So either mm. way, I knew I gave it my all. So there is no there was no shame in, in losing in that.
0: Yeah, definitely. Mm. Definitely. Look, Josh. Well, I just want to be mindful of time and I don't want to take too much time out oh, of your, your Sunday. Um, it, guys, if you have any other questions that you wanted to ask, let's shoot it off or we can go and let Josh enjoy Sunday and, you know, get that break in.
3: Um, last one I'm, you. Good. I'm good, I'm yeah, good. Yeah, last one. <laughs> uh, you're talking about your coach, how he's a wise man. <laughs> what have you learned from him and what could the world benefit from from his teachings that you could maybe pass on? Man, he's, he's 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 taught me he's,
1: he's taught me a lot of stuff. So my coach Igor Breckenbach, he was actually, so my 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 father passed away in 2000, 2013, and I joined his gym, the end of at the end of two thousand yeah the end of two thousand thirteen, and uh, yeah I've been with him for yeah how long now, nearly nine years now, pushing nine years now, yeah. and, and like he's definitely taken not only the role as as a as a as a coach or like you know somebody as a teacher but he's also taking that role as like a father figure a guy that i could look up to and not just look up to him for the things that he says to me but the things that he does and he's a very <clears throat> he's very uh, man I, there's, 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 he's just a to be honest he's just a, a guy that he lives life the right way how it should be like he he does he does um he does what he says he's going to do.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, he's a very old fashioned man where he'd like, you know, if me and you were to like say, okay, I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to shake your hand. And that's all he needed. He didn't need nobody to sign no contract. He didn't need anybody to get this on film. He'd be like, I'd shake your hand and I'm going to do it the next day. Whatever you said, I've said I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to do it for you. And that was him. He has that very old school mentality. And um, yeah, that's actually one of the teachings there is that like, you know, back in his day he used to teach me that like there was no like oh text you and be like hey, hey we're gonna hit up the gym it's like mm. if you tell me you're gonna hit up the gym at that time i'm gonna meet you at the gym at that time mm, you yeah. tell me here i'm gonna be there like i said mm. you know what i mean so he was a very yeah he lives he lives life honestly like a proper like the bushido the bushido way like a full-on mm. proper samurai way um mm. but man i've learned too much stuff he's, he's he's been yeah he's been such a massive you know he's been such a massive uh, father figure for me yeah. since i've been you know 19 20 you know still yeah. still a, a a young adult at that stage so i was i was doing a lot of learning through him mm-hmm. and uh yeah he's, he's 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 definitely a massive part of this success and to be honest i don't like I probably would have made the UFC, but I wouldn't have made the UFC the way I have made it to the UFC. Mm. So he's a very, he's a very uh, special individual in my life. Yeah.
0: That's beautiful, man. And yes. it's it's always good to live with an impeccable word, right?
1: To honor your word, no matter That's what it, it is. Man. It's That's uh it. you're only you're only as good as your word. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, hmm. You say all that you want to say, but then you know actions speak louder.
0: Hundred percent.
1: Always speak louder definitely
0: definitely so josh we'd love to end the podcast with our three questions so we'll go to the first question what are you grateful for
1: man what isn't there to be grateful for man i'm, I'm <laughs> grateful to you know have uh you know live in a beautiful country yeah. got a beautiful girlfriend Got my brothers around, got my friends around, you know, mm. people that care about me, care about me. You know, I got my team around. Grateful for the UFC, grateful, you know, grateful to be on this podcast. Like, oh, you know, we're grateful like for you. Like, all, all, all of it. Never in my days would I think I'd just be jumping on a brand podcast because people want to <laughs> on, on a podcast. You know what I mean? So mm. I'm, I'm grateful for a lot of things. And yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm just grateful to be alive right now, you yeah, know, living awesome. life. <laughs> That's beautiful, man.
0: Second question What have you realized?
1: What have i realized
0: yeah
1: man shit shit comes comes and goes man yeah. shit yeah. comes and goes like nothing in forever so take it take it as it is now you know shit doesn't mm-hmm. last forever so enjoy it while it lasts you know and uh yeah take in every moment be present exactly
0: <laughs> definitely and final question what question is a question you
1: ask yourself what is a question Mm-hmm. these are some real deep <laughs> <laughs> hey man, look
0: we had a we had this this question board in the uh the market we had yesterday and we just had a beautiful you know beautiful uh, bunch of thoughts on there and this question was one of the most difficult questions to ask i remember asking someone what would you answer these questions like i really don't know and well, yeah it's a difficult question
1: <laughs> what, what question do you always ask yourself Mm-hmm. man to be honest one of them that i always do ask myself is like why do i do this shit you know <laughs> i wake up in the morning i'm sore i don't want to train i don't need to do any of this you know I'm like, yeah. i don't need to do this stuff and i'm just like well you could have been doing you could have been an electrician why don't you yeah. be like and then it makes me think like why am I doing this? <laughs> I ask, yeah. why, why do I really do this? You know, <laughs> so that's probably one of the biggest things why my, my reason why do I really want to do this? Like, mm. it is hard. Why do I do it? And yeah. the only thing that I could ever really come down to once I once I like thought about it like really deeply was I love it. Like, yeah. there's no external reason. I'm not doing it for anybody else. Mm. Like that. I'm not doing it for the fame. I'm not doing it for the mm. money. I do it because I genuinely love it, and it's a part of my life. And yeah. there was actually a, um, a TikTok or a, a, a reel on Instagram that mm. I seen. Uh, one of the, the, the Paul brothers, I think it was Logan Paul. Mm. He was talking to Arnie and he goes, Arnie, why do you still go to the gym? You're this old. Yeah. And he goes, why do, why do we eat breakfast every morning? Why yeah. do we sleep every night? And he goes, because, it's cause it's a part of me. And mm, that's great. Martial, martial arts is, is, is a part of me. And I feel like wow. Part of me until the day that I, you know, yeah. till like I yeah. creep until I until I'm gone. I feel yeah. like till the day that I'm yeah. gone, like I'm gonna be doing some form of martial arts, whether it's you know, when I'm sitting on the mats with my cane yelling at young, you <laughs> <to go, laughs> know like, the grandmaster. Like, oh <laughs> <the, I can't laughs> why. Yeah, why he's got a long ass wrong slap wrong slapping You know, <laughs> in the cane. Okay. Yeah. I feel like my life is gonna be my life's gonna be like that so the, that was my my biggest thing so i don't want to yeah. do it because i love it at the end of the day yeah. i love it amazing man,
0: josh it's been an incredible conversation <laughs> with you and dude you're a fucking phenomenal person and we can't wait to see more of your fighting and look man thank you for spending this time with us on this sunday evening and you know taking time away from your your brothers and your family. So oh, we really
1: appreciate man. it. Oh good my bro. Oh my god. We already we already watched the UFC already did I <laughs> they got their time now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's
0: awesome. Look man let's We'd love to keep in touch with you, and hopefully we can have that time.
1: Let's go okay. out for karaoke and some beers, let's, man. Let's, let's catch up with Percy if I'm ever in Melbourne, or you guys ever in Sydney, boys. You guys just hit me up, man. You know, yeah. you know where I'm yeah. at. Yeah, <laughs> but we'll awesome. do it. All right, uh,
0: thanks, Josh. Thanks so much, and enjoy the rest of your night, man.
1: Peace. Yes, thank you, boys. Thank you for having me on. Appreciate it. 100%. We appreciate you. All yeah. right, yeah. see you, Josh. Peace. Okay.